Hello folks, welcome to an extra bonus SPCP Live epilogue of an episode. Um, I'm your host, Stace. You can tell I haven't done this for a while because I've gone a bit shitty. I was never great at intros to begin with, but right now I'm just like, oh God, what do I say? What do, what do I even do? How, how do I podcast? What's my um, name again? <laughs> Am I Stace? Am I the titular Stace? I don't know. Hey, I'm the titular Stace from Stace's Pop Culture Parlour, and you're joining me for a little wee roundup of uh, the live show. And uh, joining me to talk a bit about it as well is Parlour Favourite and SPCP Live veteran, Lee Grice. Hello. Hello. So, the reason that we're here... I'm not just ignoring Lee, by the way, guys. Like We have had quite a lengthy conversation before <laughs> we started recording this. I don't want anyone to think I was just like, hi, Lee. Right, so anyway, moving on. <laughs> anyway, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> I've got stuff to talk about. Yeah, I have words to say. Um, so, normally I don't do uh, one of these episodes at the end of a live show. But this one was a bit uh, different and interesting. Those are those are polite ways of saying it all in a bit. It was a nightmare from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I feel like I've got words to say about it, and I feel like I needed to talk about it. And um, one of the reasons I'm doing it as a podcast rather than just calling up one of my mates and having a chat is because I am quite a big proponent of being open about mental health issues and when you're struggling and things. Mm-hmm. And so I think if, if like one person hears this and thinks, oh, like Stacey did something brilliant but also had a total fucking meltdown mm. and I'm not alone in my weirdness and bananasness, then I think this podcast has done what I wanted it to do. Yeah. So to sort of preface, before we start talking about the show itself, uh, <laughs> you, you sort of need to know why this. Well, what happened that made this one a bit different to the other two? Yeah. So, um, yeah, because the, the other two went pretty straightforward, didn't they? There was, there was yeah. a few little hiccups and stuff, but you know, you didn't. I mean, just from my perspective as your mate, you didn't come out of the other two a fucking mess. Like, <laughs> you did, and that's all capital, <laughs> capital A, capital F, yeah. capital M, a fucking mess. Absolutely so, whereas, fucking mess. You know, before it was like that was exhausting, and then you had your big sleepy weekend or sleepy Sunday, and then you were kind of okay now to edit the things, and it was basically back on track. Yeah. This time you were at least what two weeks recovering or something. At, at the very least, yeah. yeah. So, like for the previous two um, live shows that I'd done, there were a few things went wrong, but they were things I was sort of expecting. So we were talking about things like um, Skype having a wobble. You've got to expect Skype barely works for twenty minutes, let alone twenty four hours. Yeah. So you know, I was I was prepared for that one, and like fucking up time differences so that the guests didn't quite turn up. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was pretty sure that was going to happen, or like last minute cancellation. So I knew in my head how to deal with that, and I think we did a pretty good job during the first two. Yeah. The first two shows, particularly as you don't know the difference between British summertime and <laughs> Greenwich Mean Time. Yes, that's uh, that's fucking miraculous, really. I yeah, I don't I don't know how I actually got through the first two, uh, <laughs> given the fact that I hadn't accounted for any clocks doing anything stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I was very careful this time yeah. to make sure that I knew about all the clocks, and and you'll have noticed that everybody uh, who was who was from America and not from the UK was actually on time, except the one guy who'd fluffed it up himself and thought it was one in the afternoon that he was due on instead yeah. of one in the morning. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, there are certain things I can plan for 
And one of the big things with my anxiety is I like to plan for, for things. Yeah. A lot of people will say that I am being negative about stuff. Um, but what what I feel like I'm doing is I'm preparing for every eventuality. Yeah. So, like, if I, th- if, if I can think of every possible thing that could go wrong and I have a plan for it, then really nothing can go wrong. Mm. It's how my my brain operates. Yeah. Uh, the, the problem is the world has several other ideas about how things yeah. are going to go down. So in the lead up to the um, the third live show, I had to get my mum to get me a new laptop for Christmas because my old one was just, uh, it, it was slow and noisy and kept crashing. And I don't mean crashing like going off. I mean crashing just like things just got stuck and not responding. Yeah, yeah. And would stay there forever. And I thought, oh, you are like nearly eight years old, but you've had a good run. So I got my mum to get me a new lappy. And um, the new lappy uh, is a nightmare. <laughs> I don't, you know, and I'm not, I'm really sorry to my mum because I don't, I don't want her to think that I'm being ungrateful. But mm. Windows 10 is an absolute fucking shit show mm. and I hate it. Uh, everything about it is the opposite of user-friendly. Mm. It's uh, consistently just throwing notifications at me about stuff that I didn't even know that I had on the laptop. Mm. I've tried stripping off loads of stuff, uh, like programs and stuff that I don't need and games and stuff, but they just keep reappearing somehow. And uh, and all of that causes it to run really quite slowly and uh, and it blue screens occasionally. And I was Mm -hmm. like, do you know what? I can't rely on this thing to go 24 hours. So in the lead up to it, first laptop, down. So, yeah. old laptop, we decided we'll strip it completely back to its factory settings and see if that works. And it did. So, I was like, huzzah. But the program that I use to broadcast, which is Mixer, um, because of recent updates to Skype, they'd had to create a sort of extra sort of piece of programming to their software, which will actually allow Skype to link with Mixer so that people can basically hear the Skype calls rather yeah. than just hearing the guests. And that would not install on the old laptop, uh, laptop, laptop at all. Mm. Just wouldn't, just wouldn't do it, no matter what we tried. Uh, so that was the laptop down. So at this point, I'm panicking a bit because I'm like, I can't afford to buy another laptop, and also I don't really want to if it means having Windows 10. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but also, like, I couldn't borrow Barry's because he wasn't going to turn up on the day until like 20 minutes before we started. Yeah. And that's not enough time for me to install everything and get all the settings right and bloody blah, blah, blah. So Rich said, you know what? Calm down. We'll just take my entire PC downstairs, <laughs> set it up in the kitchen for the day job done. So I was like, right, fine. In my infinite wisdom, I also decided to ask a mate from work if I could borrow a sound desk and two microphones so that me and Barry didn't have to sit so squished up together. Yeah. And so that when Mike was talking, he could also, you know, get in on the, the microphone action without having to, like, sit on our laps. Yeah, yeah. And so... He delivered that the day before the show and we got everything set up and, and the settings working fine. Uh, I think I did a, a call with you on that day. Yeah, yeah, we did, yeah, we did a couple of tests, up. yeah. Yeah, and everything seemed to be yeah. working fine. So I was like, great, job done. So the live show starts <laughs> mm. and literally everything that could possibly go wrong uh, goes wrong. So we have Skype delays. We have the microphones not picking us up properly. We have the guests louder than us. But then we call someone else and suddenly we're 10 times louder than the guests. Mm. And we had uh, the microphones stop working. So we had to unplug the sound desk, get a new microphone in. 
uh, halfway through your set. Well, it wasn't even halfway, I don't think. No. Halfway through your segment, mm. that microphone just stopped working inexplicably. Can't figure out why. Uh, and we were down to the last mic of the day. Um, we were we were dealing with Skype delays that were so bad at some points we were having to say it over at the end of our sentences <laughs> so that the other people knew when to talk. Yeah. But we were also dealing with a thing I can't even actually comprehend yeah. technically, whereby guests were answering questions we hadn't even finished saying yeah, yet. Yeah, that was... <laughs> I'd been listening, dropping in and out throughout the day, listening in, as I do. And there'd be, clearly from your end, you're conversing quite well for a lot of it, but there was clearly a delay in the broadcast thing yeah. because there'd be, you know, quite big gaps and then but like later on that like you say there was the weird thing where people were answering and you think well they're just being very rude they're not letting you finish <laughs> uh, the questions or they're not even letting you ask the questions before they're out there coming in with their answers and then there were get there was stuff like they were they were laughing before you told said something funny and all that kind of, it got it got very two ronnies uh, towards the end, and it was just really kind of nuts. And yeah. again, that was like another because you you used to. I mean, anybody who, who uses Skype and anybody who uses uh, as the, the podcasts and stuff like that, you used to like. Sometimes it takes a while for them, yeah, the person you're talking to, to hear what you're saying. So you are used to having gaps after a question before somebody comes in or you know or even if they're just thinking or whatever so you kind of your brain kind of gets used to those things but the whole thing about them um, answering before you'd finished was <laughs> fucking uh, yeah i i don't understand it at all like i am um, and I, I think this is what got me frustrated during the show was that literally nothing i could do was going to fix this no because no. there was nothing like the computer was literally only running mixer and skype mm. like the entire time we didn't we didn't log on to the internet or anything you know mike was obviously using twitter to do the uh the social media mike stuff yeah but like that shouldn't have been no. distressing our internet connection that no. much and it was i think it was the sporadity of it as well because like we would call so the worst call that we had for the delay was john paul bovey and uh jess bradley bovey mm. where those were the ones we were having to say over at the end of everything just because it was utter chaos otherwise. Yeah. But then immediately after we called them, we did absolutely nothing differently on Skype, called Peter Spellos, and it was absolutely perfect. Mm. Like there was no delay at all. So I knew that it wasn't something that me or the computer was doing. To co- and that's where it got frustrating. Yeah. And the, the problem for me, like, I want to preface all of this by saying that I did have a really good time. Like, all of my guests were amazing. Mm. I remember laughing a lot and having a lot of fun. But also, it was kind of one of the worst days I've ever had. I don't think I've ever spent such a long period of time in such a heightened state of anxiety about anything. Because I'm always nervous when I do the live shows anyway, because I get nervous about... I've got social anxiety. I find it difficult to talk to new people. And that's kind of what I always saw as the challenge for the show, like the reason why you would give me money to do it. It's because I was doing like a 24-hour endurance event of something that makes me slightly uncomfortable. Yeah. But this time, like, I felt like the entire world was contending with me on it. Mm. 
And so, like, after a certain point, it was, like, fairly early evening on the Saturday, about four or five-ish, I just got to a point where my brain sort of broke. Mm. I haven't actually listened back properly to that section, even though uh, I've technically edited, she says in inverted commas, the episodes <laughs> and put them out, because I'm scared that you'll be able to hear the moment where my brain broke. Yeah. Because there was a particular moment where I'd, I sort of, I almost gave up. Like, mm. I became convinced that this was unprofessional and the guests must hate it mm. and that it was terrible for people to listen to and that I was a bad host and that, like, just, like, paranoia just sort of took over. Mm. And so I was just so anxious about making sure that we stayed on air mm. for the 24 hours that I wasn't actually necessarily being a very good and present mm. host <laughs> during the thing. Mm. Which is like, it's really stressful because the one thing I wanted to create aside from, you know, a mass amount of money for charity was a good show. Yeah. And and the thing is, the problem with an anxious, slightly paranoid, slightly depressive brain is that it, it doesn't matter how much people compliment you afterwards about it. Yeah. You will still just see all the shitty bits. Yeah, yeah. So like, as nice as it was that people were supporting me on, on Twitter and Facebook and everything in the few days afterwards... Um, you know, saying that it was a good show and, mm. you know, despite technical difficulties, it, it was really interesting, etc. Like, my brain just kept focusing on the fact that, like, Barry had to do most of the legwork because I was, like, gone. Mm. And I was just focusing on the idea of, like... The, the idea of editing it was really making me anxious because I didn't want to have to listen to it again. Yeah, yeah. And then... And this is where, like, the cherry on top of the shit cake appears. The, f- the first bit of editing I started to do, the segment of audio where we were using the microphones and the soundboard, mm. for some reason that I can't fathom, the microphones would stop picking us up properly at the end of every sentence. So it would be like we're just in the trial. And wow. be- because of that, uh, the levelator wasn't able to pick up that sound because it was too quiet to make it louder. So I was having to manually amplify the end of every sentence. And I spent 40... 40- I spent t- two hours doing 40 minutes of that mm. and then Richie's computer shut itself down and I lost everything I'd done. God. Because it was too difficult to save it because it's such a big file. Yeah. So I was only saving at sort of strategic points mm. and obviously I wasn't quite strategic enough. Yeah. And it got to a point, like, after that, I had to take, like, nearly a full week off of editing because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It literally got... I'm not a superstitious person, but it literally got to a point where I genuinely thought the whole thing might be cursed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean, we're mates, so so we talk a lot. And I, it was very noticeable to me that you went very, very quiet after. Yeah. I mean, you normally, you know, normally, you, once you've done before, it's a, it's a big old thing to do. So naturally, you're going to need a couple of days R and R to get over it. Plus, it's a, it's a plus the adrenaline and, and all that kind, any kind yeah. of thing like that. Yeah. You just need a couple of days just to to decompress. But this time, you got you just went very very quiet. And I, you know, I've been I've been telling myself, thinking, you know, maybe I should just drop her a message and see if she just wants to have a chat, give her a quick bell, and just see not if you, you're okay, but just do you want to talk about it? Because it because it's something had definitely gone. Skew if now the thing is, yeah, there was a shit ton of technical problems, right? Obviously, you knew that, and 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 as a listener, we could tell. But again, I do think it was a really good show, despite I know it's a cliche, but despite the problems, it was really good. Yeah. That sounds like you know, that sounds like negging, to be honest, doesn't it? 
it was really good apart from the shit stuff but um but no it was it was really good when, when you know you had some great guests on there and when they went off on a, you know talking and stuff obviously they get into it and they talk for long periods at, at which point the technical issues just fell away because there's no back and forwards they just yeah. talk and they got really and it was really interesting stuff there was some really interesting guests and all that kind of stuff it, it was just so frustrating that that it was that it was literally technical glitches really but they happened so much it got i mean towards the end of, i was getting so used to it you just get used to it, you know. It's like okay, yeah, and, but it, but it also you just kind of, kind of thinking. Oh, I'm, as a listener, I'm thinking, how can I help them out? Is there anything I can tell them to do that might just even it out? It might be awkward, but if I could say, well, tell your guests <laughs> to wait, to count to five before they answer, and all that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. And and I kind of this is the sort of thing about live. You know, nobody expects like a live show to be polished nobody really expects like like a british type amateur podcast i mean obviously you know you've got the big posh bbc podcasts and stuff like that that are really professionally you know put together and all that but you know nobody you know nobody listening no fan of your show is going to expect it to be hyper super polished and and all that kind of stuff that just comes i think that's the charm of british podcast podcasts opposed to the american ones that have you know the adverts and and all that kind of stuff in there, where they have to, you know, they have to, you know, take five minutes out of it to to plug the the sponsors and all that kind of thing. So I think your listeners will be very, you know, speaking for myself, and I think most of most of the people who listen in would be very kind of non-judgmental about the chaos. To be fair, because <laughs> it's like when you go and see a live show, when it fucks up, that's that's really part of the fun of it. You know, well, like if if you ever go and see like Bottom Live, the po- <laughs> where they when they forget about the lines and just fucking mess around for ten minutes, that's what you you're going to see, really. Yeah, that's what you're talking about. That's the fun stuff. The you know, the, you know, there's no when it goes all well, well, you might as well just watch the DVD. So yeah, I think I think knowing you as I do, and that you know that can't you you do put a lot of pressure on yourself. And and like me, you do have the anxiety. So and it is a case of pl- trying to plot every fucking thing that could possibly go wrong ahead, and have a backup plan for every single eventuality. And until you get that sorted in your head, you're not going to be able to sleep. You know, before you that's before you even get started. So yeah. I can only imagine just having that going on must have been an absolute living nightmare. Particularly as there's nothing <laughs> you can do about it. If it was a case of Oh, clearly it's because I'm browsing the internet while I'm talking or whatever. We'll just have yeah. to shut that down and just devote it to the record. Because we've all done that. You know, when you do a podcast and you're trying to look something up and then you're as, oh, I can't do that. It's breaking up the signal. Okay. Yeah. That's, that was a fucking stupid idea. Forget that. And you just, <laughs> and you just crack on. I mean, that's, that's just part and parcel of it. But I think, and I think in, in years to come, you'll look back and go, yeah, that probably affected me way more than it should have done. But that doesn't do you any good now because obviously yeah. you went through like a really horrific thing and the way your brain works is going, everybody's going to be thinking this is awful and terrible. Whereas as a listener, you're, listening, you're thinking, going, this is really good, shame about the, the technical issues. And then you kind of just filter those out and you just, yeah. and you just listen to it as best you can, you know? Yeah, this is one of the, um, one of the problems that I have like when i first started having 
uh, counselling, which sadly I only got uh, six sessions of, and then I got booted out, which makes me pissed. Because you were fixed, right? You were everything great there. <laughs> yeah, you're done. You're finished. Oh yeah, yeah, completely. Yes, yeah, fine. <clears throat> one of the things that we sort of discovered was I, I am quite, one. My biggest motivators in life are being perfect and making other people happy, mm-hmm. and there's lots of reasons for that, like that are just you know, personal sitting sitting in my own brain. Mm. But the problem with that as a functioning human being is that sometimes you don't have any control over making something perfect. Yeah. And so when you lose that control, which is what I felt I'd done during the show, mm. it just becomes like an absolute like anxiety nightmare. Mm. Like I I fully believe that the the crash that I had after the show was because I was in such a heightened state of anxiety the whole time, particularly the sort of seven or eight hours after my good microphone died mm. because we were down to the last microphone in my house. Yeah. That last sort of seven, seven and a half-ish hours where I thought, if this mic packs up on me, that's the end of the show. I'm going to have to refund everybody. The charity will get nothing. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, not that I – I mean, it's so daft because thinking about it now that I'm in a better place mentally, I don't think for one minute anybody who donated to that show would yeah. have said oh you didn't finish give us a fucking refund yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no no exactly like, yeah exactly but that's not how your brain works at the time when you're in the middle of it yeah and, and i think oh, i think one of the problems one of or what compounded the problem really was that you didn't get a break from it uh, because it, it yeah. everything sort of going it tits up right from the start it wasn't like oh this segment was shit but and then the next one was fine. It was like it was almost like the the, the the fine bits were the exceptions, and then it just went nuts and nuts and nuts and nuts and got <laughs> and worse yeah. and got and got weird and it got fucking surreal. And it's and it was like speaking from my segment as well. It was almost like it was contagious because <laughs> we, we my laptop what has been working. To our mics? <laughs> I don't know. My my laptop had been working fine all day. It had been working fine all week when we'd done the tests and stuff. It had been working for my laptop's only like a year, year and a half, two years old. It'd been working fine since I'd bought it, right? Until literally we started recording for my segment on the live show. And then not only did your mic pack up, then mine packed up and at the same time, so as to create confusion about whose mic had packed up. It was like, this is just mental and then <laughs> after we'd finished my laptop blue screened and died 30 seconds after we hung up the call oh god and it was like it's not done that before what the hell is going on so it was there was clearly something in the ether i think was just fuck i don't I mean i don't believe in higher beings but somebody was fucking with us to be honest <laughs> it, it was it, yeah. well, somebody was definitely fucking with you and he took me down with it you know it was it was just Weird, and I can like so I can't imagine how I would have coped in your situation because I'd be like I told you this before, but I'll, I'll say it again. I've been listening all 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 day and making notes throughout the day because my plan was by the time because I usually come on you you get me on like at stupid o'clock in the morning and I think okay my mission here is to a perk you up and just bring a bit of life and just kind of you know keep you awake and. Also, to try and give you a break. So if I can, you know, I can waffle. So I thought, well, if I can waffle for as long as possible and just let you rest your vocal cords for, for like 30 <laughs> minutes at a stretch, if I can just kind of just go for it and filibuster for the for an hour, then you and you and Barry get a break. 
So I've been making notes throughout the day about various questions you'd ask guests and stuff I could pick up and just, you know, and have a go. So I've, I'm prepared to just wallop on. Once everything fucked up straight away, that went completely out my head and I was just completely flustered and lost yeah. immediately. And and I and then and I was so wired from that, and it was really kind of a small fuck up, really. I think it was about five minutes, and then you know, and then we were talking and we were back on, and it was all fine. Yeah. Um, but that threw me then for the for the whole of our segment, and then and after I hung up as well, I was all rattled, and it took me another thirty minutes an hour to get to sleep. It was weird. So and that was just me with one issue for one hour. You know, so I can't imagine what it'd be like to, to then have another guest every hour and have something going wrong all the time. I'd have been in pieces. I'd have been in tears after about you know an hour and a half. To be fair, yeah. So fucking more power to you. I know, I know you had your issues and you know you had your little breakdowns and I know you spent an inordinate amount of time in the toilet, but you kept coming back and you saw it through to the end, which I think was fucking heroic, to be honest. But um. Because I, I would have been a puddle of shit. Uh, <laughs> well, floor. yeah, I was going to say, a lot of those uh, toilet trips were not legitimate yeah. toilety reasons. Um, sometimes it was just because I needed to go away and just practice some breathing and mm. calm the fuck down. Like, I do, I did feel better when I was editing it. Um, not, I didn't listen to everything in full just because there was mm. too much of it and there were too many issues that were like stressing me out. Mm. Um, but I did like I did have to flick through every segment just so that I could pull out a few bits and some interesting quotes like for the actual like blurbs and episode yeah. titles and stuff. And there was a couple of things like that I noticed. And the first one was that I don't think I was as bad on the show as my brain had me thought no, I was at the time. Yeah. Because at the time I genuinely thought I'm not talking enough. Barry's doing all the talking. I'm not being funny. I'm not being interesting and I'm just sitting here passively having people talk at me. And luckily, I mean, I think listening back to it, it seems or like the bits that I've sort of skimmed through, mm. like that's not as bad no, as so, I was expecting. The bits, yeah, certainly the bits I listened to, that wasn't noticeable. That wasn't an issue at all. Um, from my point of view, you were all trucking on fine. It was just, there was. I mean, I wasn't even aware whether you knew there were kind of problems. Because yeah. you know, there were gaps and overlaps and all that kind of stuff. I didn't know whether you were aware of that, whether you could hear that, or whether it was something that was happening in the broadcast and we were getting it on the on the live feed and it was all a bit jazzled up. And I yeah. didn't because I, I assumed you weren't listening to the live feed because you can't listen to it and talk into it at the same time, kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so it, it was. So yeah, I, I thought from your point of view, you were you were doing fine. There was no, it wasn't obvious to me listening to that you were having a breakdown or anything like that, or, or, or shit was going wrong. It was yeah. just fine. I was just thinking, if anything, I was thinking it's a shame they're cracking on and having a lovely time and having a great show, and it's all getting pissed around with in in Mixler or in the broadcast, you know. And there, I, I just remember thinking how upset you're going to be editing to realise that, oh, that really funny thing I said has got covered up by the laugh of the person laughing at the funny thing I said yeah. uh, and that kind of stuff. So it was, it was a weird old, it was a weird old thing. But yeah, I, I don't, I, you know, I think fucking hats off to you, to be honest, <laughs> for, for getting through it because it must have yeah. been. And again, and the thing that's just so weird is if you've done it twice before and it was nothing like this, you, you think, yeah, you yeah. think third time round, this would be the easiest one. Not the hardest well, one. Well, I was going to say, if you take out the actual technical issues, 
in terms of like guests cancelling or turning up at mm. the wrong time or stuff like that, we, this was actually our best yeah. show. Like, like literally everybody turned up except that one guy who mm. um, fluffed up uh, the the morning or the afternoon yeah. to- uh, times. Yeah. And um, David Soblov was a bit late because he'd actually travelled somewhere and suddenly was three hours. I can't remember if he was three hours ahead of or, or behind where yeah. he was supposed to be yeah. and suddenly realised and hopped on late. But for the most part, we only had one person cancel and we managed to fill their spot pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, everybody turned up on time. I mean, I was the, the thing that like bamboozled me was even the points where we weren't having technical errors in terms of delays, there were times when like I couldn't call people from Skype. Mm. I had to get them to call me a few times yeah. around because yeah. it was telling me that they were offline, but I could clearly see that they were online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I was it was all just getting it was getting on top of me. And it was the aftermath that mm. sort of is where my brain had the wobble. Yeah. Because once we got through it, like I think I stayed awake for about fifteen, twenty minutes while Barry waited for his taxi to get the uh, to get the train. Mm. And then I said, Right, I'm gonna go to bed, but I want to get up and have lunch at a sensible time because, I, and then stay awake until bedtime because I don't want to like completely ruin my routine for life. Um, and when I when Rich woke me up at about it was about quarter past twelve to like have a shower and have some lunch. Yeah, I couldn't have a shower straight away because I could barely even stand up. I had so little energy. Yeah, yeah. And I realised afterwards it was because I was riding such a wave of like anxiety and mm. adrenaline during the show that the crash that I had was insane. Yeah, yeah. I found it really hard to pay attention to anything anybody said for a good couple of days. Mm. Rich told me, I think on the third day, that he never wanted me to do another one again. Um, and if I did, he was going to have to take like a week's holiday mm. because he was sick of talking to me and me looking at him, like registering that he was talking and then going, I, I don't know what you said. Like, yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to say that again. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it wasn't that I wasn't paying attention. It was just I couldn't register anything. Yeah. I just kept bursting randomly into tears. Mm. I had to cancel going to my nan's birthday party because I just started blubbing at the bus stop for absolutely yeah. no explicable reason. Mm. Like, and if you if you look at my social media for the, the couple of days, well, like the week or so after the show, mm. it is mostly just me begging for more donations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was so upset at that point that I felt the problem was is my self-esteem took a kick in. It's not, my self-esteem is not particularly high as it is. Mm. But at that stage, I was so convinced that I'd let everybody down mm. on the show. Um, I felt like I'd let Barry down by not doing a very good hosting job. I felt like I'd let the guests down by not being professional. Mm. I felt like I'd let the listeners down by the show just sounding like weird, layered garbage. Um, Afterwards, I felt like I'd let a lot of people down who donated me prizes because I was so distracted during the show, I Mm. forgot to offer them as as prizes. Like, we we did maybe two competitions and they were both very weird. (laughs) Like, (laughs) one of them was about guessing what kind of Coke Sam was drinking. Oh, yeah. Which was just like, what what even and so I'd, I'd got to this point where I felt like I'd let everybody down so yeah. much that the, the one thing I thought I can control is whether or not I let the charity down mm. and so in my head even though I'd hit the target I was like I can do better than this I can definitely do better I can yeah. definitely get the more money I can keep going and doing this and that that burnt me out even more mm. because I'm like I don't want people to like think I'm trying to get the tiny violins out and get a load of pity donations not that i'll say no to pity donations because it's for charity <laughs> yeah so you know i'm not going to argue with that but i shouldn't have put that much pressure on myself mm. in terms of the charity because i logically the problem with an anxious slash depressive brain is that it 
it knows a lot of things logically and rationally, mm. but that's not the part of the brain that you pay attention to yeah, 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 when you're yeah, in an yeah. anxious state. So I know logically that there are a billion and one reasons why my friends or family or randos on the internet mm. might not give money to a fundraiser that they see. Yeah. You know, Facebook might be hiding the posts from them, yeah, which yeah. has a habit to do. Uh, or they might not have been paid just yet, or they don't like the charity I've picked. That's mm. completely valid. Yeah. But look, I've done that before. Look, I won't give to certain charities yeah. because behind yeah. the scenes they're kind of cunty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so like, there's, a, there's a, a title like, quote for the for the <laughs> kind of cunty. Um, <laughs> the uh, so like I know that there's a lot of reasons why people wouldn't mm. might not have donated. But all I could focus on was the fact that people weren't donating. Yeah. Like I say, especially for that last seven hours, even though logically I knew that that's the point where most of our listeners will be in bed. Yeah. Or they'll have been listening long term and already donated if they were gonna. Yeah. Um, like, but in my head, I was like, that was the hardest seven hours, and we made like twenty quid or something. Yeah. Uh, and it felt like it felt like I was letting the charity down, mm. even though we'd hit the target already. So it was just, it was just like. The, the reason I wanted to do this episode and to let sort of people know how I felt during the show and after the show is because I, I don't want people to think that when I'm banging on about it on the internet about giving me dosh, mm. that I'm just like a crazy like hack, like give yeah. me all your money. Um, but it's it's because so much of me got squished. Yeah, I think, <laughs> so I think yeah, it, was, it was a proper fucking ordeal for you this time it and, was, and you're it not really was. you know i know you're the sort of person who can fall down on some ice and then be stuck there for the whole day but you know you're not you're not a drama queen in that you're not going to go oh mercy me who are me over a stub toe or whatever so because you've you've done this twice before we know that it's it's not fucking easy if it was easy there'd be no there'd be no challenge in it nobody does yeah. Absolutely. You know, a thirty-second breath hold for charity. You know, you know what I mean. It's going to be diff- <laughs> It's got to be difficult to be worthwhile. And you've done it yeah. twice before, and you have gone well. That was hard, and you can tell it's hard. And I'm fucking, you know, hats off to you because I, uh, I know I couldn't stay awake that amount of time. Anyway, fucking <laughs> ten o'clock, and I'm looking, going, is it bedtime yet? And I have to force myself to stay awake for another two hours because I'm refused to go to bed before midnight. But so, um. So yeah, so you know, we know it's difficult, but this this year just seemed to be a whole other level of of a fucking trial for you. This one really seems to be, rather than the aftermath being tiredness, the aftermath of this one seems to be like PTSD or something <laughs> related to that. Seriously, yeah. in that it's kind of like that's a thing you're now going to have to recover from and deal with on like a psychological level. And it's kind of like this bizarre because you think, well, it's only a podcast at the end of the day. Yeah, it was for charity, but it's still just a podcast. Nobody's life was on the line or anything like that, you know? You haven't, you haven't fucked anybody over. It was just a few yeah. technical problems, you know? And it was a really fun show. It really was. <laughs> it really was. There was some great <laughs> stuff in there. There was the – I can't remember now, but there's the <laughs> – the the, the Warwick Corner did about the um the, the, the cosplays and stuff, which was fa- fascinating stuff. Really interesting, you know? And and yeah, the you know, obviously you had all your you know, the, the the voice actors and stuff were on there, which was fantastic. It was like you know, this is you know, it, it's great you could get these people on as well, you know, which was phenomenal. So you got some great guests, there was a lot of interesting stuff, 
there was me as well, but don't let that drag you back. But it was, <laughs> it was, it was, there was some really good stuff on there. And it's, and it's, it's, and you know, and the sheer quantity, I think we may, I told you this before as well, because you were talking about taking like a month off. Like, that's like a nasty, horrible thought, a selfish thing to do. And I'm like, you've literally just recorded a year's worth of podcasts in a day. And you've literally <laughs> just dropped 24 yeah. hours, you know, a year's worth of podcasts in one week. You've, you know, you're in t- people have got shit to listen to, you know. Your fans are covered for a month. You can take one off, you know. So you know, I was still feeling a little bit bad about possibly doing that. <laughs> you go, oh, I don't, yeah. but I don't want to miss a month. You're not missing a month. You've just dumped twelve episodes, two-hour episodes on the feed there for people to work their way through. They're not going to be twiddling their thumbs. You That's know? very true. That is very but, true. Uh, okay. I, I do, yeah, I do want to say, like. I don't want people to think that this like whole uh, this whole episode is like a big negative thing because there were bits about the show that I did really genuinely mm. like I loved talking to everybody that I talked to as much as I was a bit in my shell about it and like I did have a good I did I did have a good talk <laughs> <laughs> just, just keep repeating it to it's yourself, Stace. Just keep repeating yeah, it. Yeah, it's just it's it's that. Do you know what it reminds me of? It's like have you seen the movie Inside Out by Pixar? Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of that now. It's like it's like a happy memory now tinged with awful. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think I think the thing is you'll 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 turn into like it'll be a couple more years and it'll be like the scar scene in Jaws where you'll be going, Do you remember when I did the third twenty four hour live podcast? You know, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. That's that's what it'll be. It'll be it'll be a drinking story before. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. This I think this is your equivalent of bad labour, you know? <laughs> Where yeah. this, this, is, this is your, and then they cut me, and then they had to stitch me up with safety pins, and I, I was in labour for 24 hours, and they had to get, you know, extra blood in the, the hospital. This, this is your, this is your labour story. I think this is your horror labour story. I think my sister might have words to say about that. But, um... <laughs> you, you tell her, say, yeah, it's completely the no, same. It's this ex- was worse, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this was even worse, and I'm going to have to live with this for the rest of my life. So, you know, what have you got to put it with? You've got a kid, that's nothing. Uh, um, I want to sort of round this up a bit now because I don't want to do a particularly long episode because yeah. I'm still not that keen on editing uh, <laughs> anything for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what I do want to say before I go is that I am really appreciative of everybody that took part in the show and everybody that donated and listened to it because it was, you know, at the end of the day, ultimately, what I wanted to do with that show was raise a thousand pounds for the British Heart Foundation. Mm-hmm. And um, I think at the moment the total's at 1,380. So. That is certainly nothing to sniff at. No. But yet what I also want to say as well is that I read I read a book once called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, mm. which was about challenging your anxiety by just doing things that make you anxious. Um, and, and what I want to say about that in regards to this show is that in principle, I think that's a really good idea, but I feel like maybe you should take baby steps. Yeah. Because what I learned from doing this episode is that it's very easy to break a brain when it's not in full working order mm. by by taking on perhaps a little bit more than your brain at the time could chew, which admittedly I didn't know beforehand. Like mm. I didn't know everything was going to go wrong technically. And no. I had this comfortable image in my mind of the past two 
yeah. uh, live shows, which both went really, really well. Yeah. So I think that's I think that's something. If you ever beat yourself up about this, this is the thing you need to tell yourself: is you did it twice before and they were fine. So whatever you were the same. So whatever went wrong with this one wasn't you, right? It it was something that was beyond your control. It was it was some technical thing. So it clearly wasn't you because you've done it twice before. So so that's that's the thing you need to just uh, tell yourself if you ever start fucking beating yourself up over it. I tell myself that all the time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not me. It's just, not me. It wasn't me, I promise. Well, it, towards the end, it was a little bit me, but that was just because of my anxiety and my paranoia. It was, uh. it was a sobbing, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I, like, I don't want people to be put off of doing, you know, mm. scary things and stuff because that's, you know, the reason we do scary things is because we want to, you know, it's yeah. going to be a challenge and stuff. But I will just say, you know, take care of yourselves yeah. and do what you need to do. Like, I am now going to take a little bit of a break from podcasting because, mm. you know, we'd, we'd got those Stace Bob and the Dweebs that just came out uh, in the bank. Mm. Well, we recorded those the week after the live show, which was an absolute fucking mistake. Yeah. But luckily, somebody else edited them for me. So I didn't have to do that part. Um, I wasn't particularly awake during the recordings, though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to take a little break. I don't expect it to be longer than like a month or so. Mm. But I just feel like I need to, you know, like I definitely feel better now, but I still think my brain isn't quite yeah. back to 100% just yeah. yet. So I just, yeah, I just wanted everybody to know that I'm all right-ish now. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I will be back to 100% Stace fairly soon. And I'm hoping that when I come back, I can come back all fresh and excited to podcast again yeah because the last thing i want to do is stop podcasting like this isn't going to stop like yeah. fuck you technical difficulties you're not going to stop me mm. that's if that, if that was your aim that's not going to work yeah but i am just going to take a little break and get myself back on track and yeah you know. so now just for future reference in two years time when you mentioned to me that you might do another live show should i literally rugby tackle you to the ground and beat you Absolutely. about the head until you go I mean, yeah i won't or <laughs> I, I was gonna say absolutely do that, but I think the chances of me saying let's do another live show are so fucking slim. Uh, so fucking slim. Yeah. Because like the anxiety I felt about just opening the file, I've had more bouts of my palpitations in the past two weeks than I've had in the last. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. like in the past month than I have in the past like two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I would say uh, it's a bit of a no from me. Hmm currently unless somebody unless i could play the barry role where like yeah. where like i just have to swoop in and be amazing on the mic and then swoop out again <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's the level of yeah. uh, 24 hour podcasting I, i'm I, gonna yeah, be yeah i think for yeah you'd have to find you'd i mean to do it if you even want to would be you'd have to find a way where you can rely on the technology a lot more would yeah. you need to know going in that yeah, this is because at the at the moment it's it's kind of like the systems you were using aren't really set up for somebody to do what you did. They're just they're just not yeah. set up for that huge broadcast uh, and those huge files and that kind of stuff. Because you know, obviously, you're a trailblazer. You're a fucking you're out there. <laughs> so uh, and yeah, you know, so yeah, I think it's a case of technology needs to catch up with you. You know. And until they do that, they can fuck off. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna draw this to a close. Um, but what I will say is thank you again to everybody who um, joined us, donated, 
tweeted nice, lovely things about the show or during the show or tweeted questions and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the donation page will still be open until, I think, the 28th of July. I think it's three months after the show. Mm-hmm. It'll close. Um, so if you haven't donated for whatever reason and you've got some spare cash and you'd like to make me feel even better about having a miniature mental breakdown, <laughs> um, you can go to justgiving.com forward slash live 3 uh, and give some dosh to the British Heart Foundation, which is a very worthy cause. And yeah, I mean, I've got to say, I do feel better having spoken like about it because one of the one of the other problems with being an anxious person is I feel like I feel like I want to be open and honest about it because I don't want other people to feel like they have to hide or that it's yeah. shameful or whatever. But similarly, you don't want people to think you've gone nuts over a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a lot of the time I was thinking, I'll just tweet this link to the live show just so that people know that I'm not just like crying in a pile of blankets, <laughs> even though that's what's happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but do you know what? I'm not ashamed to say I did quite a lot of crying mm. in piles of blankets. I did quite a lot of sleeping. Uh, I did quite a lot of asking people to repeat what they'd just said. Um, <laughs> well, this, but to be fair, this is my life anyway. So you, you know, you're doing okay. I didn't even have to have like a you know, 24 hour podcast to do it. That's just <laughs> Monday to Friday for me. Oh, bless you. <laughs> On that note, give us money. Um, <laughs> yes, thank you for coming to talk with me about it, Lee. Because no, I know, like one of the bigger um, technical issues we had was like during your show, mm. your, your segment of the show. So uh, thank you for persevering with us and seeing me through what was possibly one of the worst hours <laughs> <laughs> I've ever had. It was, yeah, it was, yeah, I haven't been able to go back and listen to it at all. Like I Honestly, say. it's not as it's not as bad as you think it is, like, <laughs> um, especially because I've inserted a little jaunty piece of Spanish flea in there when the mics went off. Oh, that's, I love a bit of Spanish flea. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> oh, and on that note, I'm off to have dinner. Oh, okay. <laughs> Speak to you soon, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.